Hi, this is Billy Sands. When I want to spice up my barbecue, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions broadcast show. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast, your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who wish they had as much face time with Cooter as Matthew Stafford. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 223. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my gorgeous good friend and co-host case how you doing my man i'm great chris uh i got to go to the game this week in arizona uh my folks live down there they took me to the game it was awesome loved it oh that's awesome dude good job we'll we'll talk about that as a matter of fact got a great show we're gonna talk about cases day out in arizona we'll talk about Antonio brown can't not touch that one we're gonna look ahead to the chargers and we're gonna take you around the division we got that and a whole lot more a great show lined up case you ready to go my man yeah, so I, I got my dad a gift. Oh, yeah? What'd you get him? I got him a tie. See how that works? It's a, it's, it, it works on more than one level because it's a dad joke and the dad my dad joke. is involved in the joke. So Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... Guam. Woo, yep, Guam. That's the place to be, baby. You don't get too many people on one side. It'll, t- it'll capsize. Of course, our very first donor, Mathis and Brian Burkheiser. Brian B. from I Prevail. Got a new video out. I don't know if you saw that for Gasoline. I love that show, that, that song. Yeah, but I will check it out. <sighs> that song is 150,000 miles an hour. It is awesome. And the video, you really do got to check the video. It's like a, there's more story than video in the video, and it's really, really good. So anyway, why, why do we talk about Brian B. and Mathis and Guam and Dylan and everything? Because they are part of the Patreon crew. They help make the show exist. They help us do all the great things we do, help us do new things by supporting us with a donation. As little as a dollar a month will get you access to the wicked, cool, most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. In our Slack, you get some insider info, you get early access to deals, the whole kind of deal. You go to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, sign up. You can give more than a dollar a month even. I mean, you can do $6. That's the uh, the Sam Martin level. You could do the Matthew Stafford level of nine. Heck, you could do, do we have a 99? I don't know, whatever. You could do whatever you want up to a million dollars. Snacks, that'd be nice. Ooh, snacks. Yeah, I love snacks. Anyway, uh, you can check out, go over there, help us out. It's a great way to help out the show and uh, get access to some really, really cool stuff. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and check us out on Twitter at DET Lions podcast. Get in there and follow us. DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see Case. With no pants on. It's pants-free podcasting, baby. Subscribe on YouTube. There is a ton of action. The, the live show goes on on YouTube. We got every one of our podcasts goes on there. Um, you'll see all kinds of fun stuff going on. There's there's in, in Dean's video today. His kid pops in like that CNN 
video where the kid pops it on the interview it's pretty hilarious uh check it out youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast great way to see all the videos shenanigans that goes on the stuff goes on behind the scenes and uh, have fun with the show also check us out make sure to rate us on itunes stitcher google play spotify iheart all those places we're in all of them all the great places go over there give us the five-star review let everyone know how great the show is if you want to give us feedback you can do that in the subreddit just head on over and use that weekly thread and we will we look at it all we read it all and we we Take advantage and make changes because of it. Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave a message, get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about the fun and exciting things going on this week in Reddit, and let's let's start it out with Case's day out. You went down to Arizona, Case. You were let out of the asylum on uh, work release to see your parents. Um, first off, did they did they put the, the the rubber mouth guard in, or were you free to go ahead and chew what you needed to chew all day? <clears throat> well, the the most important thing was that. My flight left at 5.05 a.m., so I was at the airport at 3.30 a.m. Um, and the game, uh, well, I mean, I, I could say uh, there's two-hour difference between uh, where we are and Arizona right now, um, that area of Arizona, because they don't observe um, daylight yeah, savings. Yeah. But uh, despite that, okay, so it was a very, very long day. <laughs> A very extremely long day, and and they changed our they they changed what plane we were flying on, so I end up with middle uh, in the middle seat oh. on flights. It's good you're not a big guy, case. Oh, oh, I'm big enough. I'm big enough that uh, I, I'm tall enough that the middle seat is a bad situation. My oh knee my just I can't I can't sleep. I can't because I can't lean one way or the other. Right. There's two girls on either. Either side of me on the way down to Phoenix. That's not bad. Um, I mean, two two you know girls in their probably thirties, uh, and I'm not saying you know like one way or the other, but like at the same time when all I want to do is try to sleep with them, and I I can't lean one way or the other way. Like it's just not a socially acceptable situation for me. Uh, so I did not get any sleep on the flights. Oh I got I we got to the game and I was just a fucking zombie. Um, but I mean, uh, once I got to the game, you know, I, the adrenaline started pumping, but <laughs> I, uh, I remember messing with my wife, my first international flight and my wife was nervous. Of course we were a young couple at the time when yeah. flew cross, um, slept on the flight. I woke up and I look and I wake up and I'm laying on my left side and, and I look at the, 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 the seat that was empty next to me. It was a window seat. And, uh, one of the stewardesses is, is, is laying in it sleeping. And I looked and I was like, Oh wow. Okay, whatever. And I thought about it, and I, when I, when I landed, I was like, "Everything okay? Was the flight good?" I was like, "Yeah, I slept with the stewardess on the way." <laughs> <laughs> I still do that every now and then, just to get murdered. It's mm-hmm. great. All right, so let's talk about this Arizona game. Um, there's a lot. There's a, there's, there's a, a lot, lot to impact, to man. Unpack. There really is. Yes, there is. Um, the Lions. We'll just we we said this in the post game show. A stellar three and a half quarters out of the team. I mean, they just yeah. look just 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 killed yeah. it. 
man. How about uh, what was the feels in in the stadium? How were Arizona fans? I mean, what was the mix? I guess first from Arizona okay. to okay, Mitchell so Lions? yeah. I mean, first of all, the stadium is about two thirds full, and I don't know how much an average game is, but um, despite the fact that with the Kyler Murray with the Kyler Murray hype the way it was, I kind of expected it to be a packed house, but it is Arizona, and they're not exactly known for packing the house. So, like, um, that wasn't a huge surprise. Um, I would say that maybe oh, 20, 20 to 25% of the fans there were Lions fans. Even, even, okay, so even as we're waiting for our flight in Minneapolis, I'm seeing Lions fans like lining up for the flight and uh, <laughs> people in Lions gear. We land in Phoenix and there's Lions fans flocking out of the airport. Like, I'm like, oh shit, this is crazy. <laughs> it really was. It surprised me how much of that. Uh, there were, there were several, and, and of course, you, you wouldn't, you know, pick this up on the broadcast, but there were uh, um, uh, several Lions chants that happened throughout the game. Nice. Uh, nice. They got picked up like pretty well throughout the whole stadium. Um, so yeah, no, Lions fans traveled really well for this one. That that made me very happy. Uh, the guys in the section, uh, and we were sitting up kind of nosebleed section, but... Um, this has been a big year for you with the training camp, yeah. media No, it has, been, it has been a very big year for me. On forward oh. field, on the field, now you've gone to a game. Damn, yeah. man, this is it. This is yeah, It really was. It really has been a huge, huge football year for me. Um, but no, I mean, our section alone was predominantly Lions fans. And I'm, I'm that uh, why exactly that is, I, I couldn't tell you, but um, yeah, it was, it was actually really impressive. The number of Lions fans there. So that was big. Um, you knew? Well, and yes, <laughs> sort of, uh, there was one guy and we got there a little, we got there very shortly after the gates opened um, cause uh, having never been to a game before, we didn't know what to expect, uh, with my folks, my girlfriend and, and, and we went in and how drunk were you at the gates and arrival? None, none at all. Oh, wow. This is, this is, I had, a, I had a beer in Minneapolis. I had a beer in Minneapolis at seven forty-five in the morning. This is the guy that did two <laughs> shooters on the way to training camp at seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, folks. This no, is... yeah, no that, that, I had a beer in Minneapolis at seven forty-five in the morning. That was the only beer I had. Oh, Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. Did but, you still enjoy uh, it just as much as normal? Oh, absolutely. Good, absolutely. Good, good, good. But um, so there was a, a guy, and he waved me down as we're going up, and I was wearing my gray DLP. You know, uh, Lions with the head headphones T-shirt, which I absolutely love. DetroitLionsPodcast.com uh, slash store. You can get all the T-shirts. And and he he saw me and knew who I was and yelled, "Hey, Case, love your show!" And I went over and talked to him, and I I feel like such a dick. I was very distracted by the whole situation and did not uh, he said his name and he's a patreon supporter and i do not remember what his name was if he is if you are listening right now i apologize profusely please let me know and we'll give you a shout out the you're next right, time you're, so, um, <laughs> you're totally <laughs> i was there with my family and i'm all like i was very the, the whole thing was very overwhelming so i apologize for not you know um, remembering how but, is that when people like 
say like say hey love i mean you know right well i'm not used to i'm totally 100 percent not used to it so um it it was very much appreciated though it was very nice of him um the the guys right in front of me there were there were four frat boy lions fans right in front of us they were they were having a lot of fun that's cool there was there was a couple guys who were very drunk right behind us they were also having a lot of fun uh with the one of the guys right in front of us decided some at some point early in the third quarter when things were still looking really good to chug his beer, stand up, chug his beer, and throw it at the ground as hard as he could. And he actually threw it on the guy in front of him. Um, <laughs> but then he but then he profusely apologized to the dude in front of him for hitting him with a beer. It was empty-ish. Um, <laughs> oh my God. So there was no fight. There was it was all good. And and he was also the dude in front of him was a Lions fan. There were tons of Lions fans. So um, that was cool that there were so many Lions fans. Um, it was it was awesome that that uh, again. I, I wish I could remember your name. Uh, called the you know yelled over to me. Uh, we will one hundred percent give you a shout out if you uh, let us know who you were. Yeah. Um, I got I got to say Reed. Um, just just as a side note, I, know I had talked about the Raiders game and I was going to be in town and it winds up. I actually have to stop off in Phoenix on Monday before I go to the Bay Area, so I can't. I was going to fly in early and I had an opportunity to go to see the Lions at the Raiders. And I was like, should I go? And a guy named Reed sent an email saying, hey, man, I've, I've been there millions of times. It's okay. You can go there. You won't get murdered. Just don't be a dumbass like anywhere and you'll be fine. And I was like, okay. Right. I feel good about it. And so, so, Reed, thanks for that response. It's, it, he, this is way back in the middle of August <laughs> that he did this. I, I've just responded. But no, that, that, I, I was really totally going, but it literally just changed. Now I have to freaking fly out of here, go to Phoenix on Monday, and then up to the Barry, Bay Area for the rest of the week. So I'm not going to be able to, to go to that Oakland game. But I think it, it all depends. Arizona is a great place to go see a game as an away fan. Um, Tampa is a great place to go see a, a game as an away fan. I think Oakland, you know, Reed says it's okay, just don't be a douche bucket. And I think that's probably, there's probably a lot of truth to that. Um, but that's true anywhere, right? Don't be a douche bucket. Right. <laughs> but uh, football does bring out yeah, some interesting If, it, if, if I'd been going to Philadelphia, I might have reconsidered, you know, wearing anything Lions related, but. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking Arizona. I'm not anything. super concerned. Yeah, so I wasn't thinking of wearing any Lions gear in Oakland. Just showing up, having some beer, and having a good time, but quietly cheering on the inside. <laughs> Things yeah. happen. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, I just I I, I, I want to take a, talk about the way experience a little bit. Okay, so the game itself, right? You're there. Um, mm-hmm. When good things happen for the Lions, how how do you compare the cheering versus good things happening for the Falcons? Well, considering yeah, the, that I was surrounded by largely Lions fans, I mean, it got pretty rowdy whenever the Lions did anything good. Um, so, I mean, it, there there was definitely, you know, like I said, we traveled well as a fan base to this good, game. Good, but. good. All right, let's talk about the game itself. People are having enough of their case their case feed now. Yeah. Um, this was this is interesting. A lot of lot of really good football. Uh, and we can break it into two games, really, the, the first three and a half quarters and the last half a quarter. Um, that first, a lot of things, right? We talked about this offense was going to be different than what people expected, right? And mm-hmm. and, and the, the, the nomenclature ever since Bevel was here was run first, run first, run first, run first. And you look at Stafford's numbers and Hawk's numbers and mm-hmm. the passing game out there. It's 180 degrees from what everybody said it was going to be that was and and it wasn't like they weren't running the ball i mean they were running the ball pretty effectively i rewatched the game i i I saw a couple times where carry on wasn't picking his holes wasn't following the line right 
and could have done more. But I mean, it's the first game. Everyone's a little rusty, whatever. I don't want to make excuses, but well, the, the I want to talk about, solid. I want to get into the running game in the fourth quarter later, but okay, let's, let's stick with the pre fourth quarter. Now yeah. uh, the running yeah. game was solid. The offense looked good. The defense looked good. I think that they, they, they looked they look great out again. There. First three quarters, the cornerbacks, <laughs> look at the cornerback play. We, oh, we got Jesus. Tracy Walker was right. Incredible. He was everywhere. Oh, it was great. Did you see that catch he made? The interception? Yes. Oh, oh God. I yes. was like, we've got our first two-way player. Line I, son of a bit. Not, He's our wide out receiver on the field because, you know, when it when you're at the game live and you watch the play happen, it's hard to tell until you see the replay up. Right. But I, 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 when I saw it, I was like, nah, that's out of bounds. That's out of bounds. It was a great try. But then I watched it. I was like, oh, shit. No, I think he did that. I think he did that. Yeah, really amazing. <laughs> a lot of people haven't been talking about that. That was an incredible catch for a wide receiver. Tracy Walker is yeah. killing it. Yeah. And, and, and that's everything that we wanted to see out of him early this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they look great. Let's, 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 offense was good. Defense was well balanced. They were one thing to talk about is they were playing contain on Kyler Murray. They, they know Kyler Murray has wheels that he can move. He's a danger mm-hmm. to run. They were playing contain on him. So when people say, "Oh no, another no, sacks," you know, we didn't get the sacks. Like, no, no, no. We were we were playing him. We were making him play quarterback. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what yeah. we were trying to do, and that's what yeah. we wanted to do because he's fine. But look, the other piece we were concentrating on is batting balls. How many? Three, four batted balls. Damon Harrison with two fucking passes defended at the line of scrimmage. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Uh, a, a absolutely perfectly prescribed offense for our defense. I'm sorry for for Kyler Murray and the and the Cards offense, especially you know this super secret offense that they were supposed to be rolling out. Okay, let's break into the fourth quarter now because everyone knows about how great things were, and it literally was at the point where I had to rewatch the game because the play before the timeout, I popped up to go to the bathroom. I was getting ready for the post game show. I felt overconfident. I came and, and as I'm as I'm heading to the bathroom, I check the slack, and all of a sudden it's just going like what the right and it was like i came back i rewatched i saw what happened with timeout it was like oh my god the the beginning of the destruction i'm gonna say that you know everyone's talking about playing prevent um there's some writers who are saying they didn't play prevent well they, they barely played, played prevent they played prevent in the first half a couple times on long third downs but they didn't play prevent in the fourth quarter at almost at all they, they played man coverage backs. so anybody saying that they were overdoing prevent defense doesn't have a fucking clue what they were talking about frankly they the thing is, and, and this is this is my take after watching the game twice, they were freaking gassed. They were oh, absolutely out of shape, and they 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 were just run ragged. I want to ask you about what was the temperature like in the stadium? Was it hot or was it just no. was it inside the temperature? No. It was just like no. normal. Okay, my my uh, no, I mean it's, it's AC. We were cold. Um, <laughs> That's why again, there's no cramps, we're up right? Top. We're at the top. Uh, we're the we're like right right behind the AC. So I I, I can't speak rises. how it is on the field. Um, yeah, but I mean it it, it is heavily AC'd in that stadium. Um, but. The, I mean, the gas thing makes sense 100%. And, and I wish that this thought had occurred to me a couple of weeks ago because I would have brought it up. It did not. When you're going to play a guy like Kyler Murray uh, the first week of the season, because it looked to me like it was a really good matchup for the Lions. And it was a really good matchup for the Lions through three, sure. through, through three quarters um, that you know they were going to stop the run, and they did. That they were going to contain Kyler Murray and get after him then as necessary, which they did. 
Um, but when you have to run around that much after a rookie quarterback, who is a guy who is going to run around a lot, you're going to tire yourselves out. And when you, when you combine that with a bunch of guys on the defensive line who didn't play a lot in the preseason and whose conditioning clearly isn't up to where it should be. And how did, how did Deshaun, the fourth quarter, how did Deshaun hand play? Uh, didn't play. What, how's, how, how was Jared Davis out there? Didn't play. Oh, were we missing some of our rotational players? Yeah. No, but I mean that, but I mean, even at that, like even at that had the guys like had Harrison and flowers and some of the other, you know, guys who missed some time on the line, Daniels, Ben, able to get up to their level of conditioning that they normally would have in a preseason that probably they probably wouldn't have ended up as gassed as they were in the fourth quarter. But I'm thinking it it didn't occur to me. It didn't occur to me that, you know, you play a rookie quarterback, you're going to have to do a little bit more exercise. A guy with wheels. Otherwise would. And here's here's the thing they, they had, they had chase. I mean, if you look, watch the game again, especially, um, if you, the, the condensed game is great. If you guys have a game pass, I, I t- highly recommend it. And I wish I got money for pushing that thing. Cause I could sell the hell out of it. It's, it is awesome. But uh, if you watch the condensed game, you can see just how much running the defense did throughout that game. So you have, yeah, you have the defense running like crazy against this, this quarterback, this rookie who's, who's a scrambler and, and they were doing a great contain. job at and it. Then they also, just ran out. <laughs> uh, well, why did they run out? Well, they were, they had both of the fact that they had to run after him and the fact that they weren't conditioned as well as they could have been. Right. Because right. they weren't playing as much because we're protecting against injury. That's, you know, and, and, and nobody was saying for them to play in the preseason when they saw Jared Davis go down and rag down, go down. Everyone was wrapping everyone in bubble tape. I don't want to see him to week one. Well, this is what you get when you wrap them in bubble tape. You don't get the conditioning that you, you want to see out of the team. And then the other part is you had some rotational players out. So guys were probably playing a little more than they would have. It, it's it's yeah. a little bit of a perfect storm for, for what you see or what you saw yeah. happen. I do want to just like admit that I, that I, that was a thing that I didn't predict and, and should have predicted, you know, that, that the lack of conditioning, I, I mean, I didn't necessarily see it as a non-issue, the lack of conditioning, but I didn't recognize just how important that would be in this particular situation when maybe we should have recognized that in this particular situation, that's about the worst time. You know, if we'd played Philip Rivers week one, especially the way they played, right? I have a lot of hope. We'll talk about that in the, uh, we will talk about that in the look ahead, but, but but the, just, just the point being, you know, if they hadn't had to scramble around the field on every down, you know, they yeah. probably would have had a little bit more left in the tank come fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So now, just sorry to interrupt, but like just to, you know, it it also isn't a huge surprise to see a Matt Patricia defense start slow, you know. Right. It's almost it's almost like it's part of the plan. Right. right. I mean, they 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 adjust over time um, and, and, and they grow and they, and they learn and about. Week four, it seems like they have film on all the other te- teams, and that's when they start honing in on what the final form is. Go- they're going to be as far as the defense, right? And I yeah. get that. If we see the offense that we saw in the first three quarters for the rest of the year, I'm 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 stoked. I'm freaking stoked. That was a great looking offense. That was an offense. Rem- it reminded me not in the playbook, but rem- reminded me of the uh, dynamicism of the Linehan offense. Right. Right. So I- fun. So fun. Go ahead. Can I talk now about the fourth quarter offense? You may. Okay. Um, that is when I thought that things 
went wrong? I mean, okay, so there were a few other things that went wrong earlier. Uh, Taylor Decker having a rough day. Um, that which is side note, his worst, maybe his worst game of his career. I'm not about to that. That's a week one reaction thing. I'm not about to write him off. Um, I don't think Taylor Decker is a great offensive tackle. I, but I do think he's about an average offensive tackle. And so uh, I, if you, if you want to say that Taylor Decker is terrible, I think you're buying the outlier. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Um, I mean, and the reaction and, and people put it all on Taylor Decker for a while. Right. Um, he Which, I mean, he had a really bad game and I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. But yeah. like if you, that's if, if if you look at I, if we had I had so many arguments in the offseason with people who remembered a couple of bad games last year and, and that everything in those bad games was everything that they expected to happen this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't watch. It's like you only watched two games out of the out of the 16 games. So. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would expect Taylor Decker to rebound. Hopefully, this whatever injury in his back is is um, is like on the on a Mahomes level, and it's not a big issue. Um, I've I've got something to to remind people of. You remember Calvin Johnson? He had a couple of bad games. You, you yeah, know, you know how how much people are madly in love with Barry Sanders, and and I'm not, I'm not I don't mean to say that in in a in a crazy way because he is freaking amazing. He had bad games too. I remember. I remember him. I remember. I remember people screaming in Detroit that we got to trade Barry. I, I, I honestly remember oh, that. Geez. And, and, and really? you look back, right, and say, "What the heck?" Did folks, they really, folks? And that's what this game is with with the Cardinals right now. Don't throw a tantrum. Don't overreact. We have a point, a data, one data point. You can't even draw a line. So I mean, point. the worst game of Taylor Decker's career, yeah, and hopefully, <laughs> so far. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. And, and that, that's just not enough to, for me to say that he's done. Hopefully, uh, I mean, hopefully it was because he was dealing with something going on and that, and also hopefully that thing is not a permanent thing. Yeah. So I mean, an injury right now. That's why maybe we saw some rotations in on the, on the offensive line. We saw, obviously the team was trying to do things around that. Maybe he got dinged up a little bit during the game cause he's on the injury report now. Uh, and and they were trying and they were working on him and seeing what he could do in between and that's why they're rotating people and you, you don't know and and, and they're not going to tell you, but the bottom line is for Taylor Decker and the team as a whole, I mean this is the so this is the first year that Matt Patricia is undefeated in the first game of the season, right? I mean it's, <laughs> it is a trend upward. So if you wanted to, if you want to draw lines, you can say first game last year, first game this year. Oh well, we got a tie this year and in the loss last year. They go fifteen zero and one. He will have an undefeated season. Exactly. <laughs> it's still possible. <laughs> it's just I just I'm not saying that this is a is this is a fifteen zero and one team. I'm just saying the people that are freaking out after one game where the game where the team for the majority of the game was just smoking. And, I mean, and you they really good... should have been way further ahead than they were. And and I, I want to talk about a few of those sure. things. Sure. But before I get into that, I want to talk about the fourth quarter offense because uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, make it sound like uh, uh, shit smells like roses around here either because there was some problems. That's fair. Um, the fourth quarter offense, 
I understand 100%, 100%, I understand why they switched to a ball control, uh, run the clock down offense when they did. The run first offense that everyone expected, right? But the Lions ended up facing a higher percentage of eight man in the box looks than any other team in the league last week. Literally, I mean, I mean, I, I don't remember where I saw the stat. It was probably on RNFL, but it probably came from PFF. Um, they faced more eight man in the box sets while they were trying to run the ball in the fourth quarter than any other team in the league. Like, like I mean, it, because of what they did, faced against eight man in the box, what they faced in the fourth quarter and over the game as a whole, they faced more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Play some fucking play action and throw a few short passes. Jesus Christ. Matthew Stafford's no good at play action, though, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. You really want carry on and CJ to break one. But they weren't breaking them. They weren't breaking them. And that's and that's not really their fault. And I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to suggest one way or the other. The eight man one way or the other on CJ break. or carry on. I, I still have very high hopes for both guys. Uh, as the year goes on. But when you are facing that many eight man of the box situations, you are ripe for play action. You are ripe for that. And they waited until it was too late to try to put their foot back on the gas to actually move the ball. Yeah, no. And and what they needed to break was not break the run. They needed to break the eight man box to give themselves an opportunity to break right. the run and they weren't doing that and and they were playing to the strength of the defense rather than to the strength of the offense and that it was just it was just unfortunate um i guess we have to talk about the the timeout and and matthew saying trust me um i i, I want to remind people of matthew stafford screaming uh Get out of bounds. Get the fuck out of bounds. Remember that um, yeah. a couple years ago, trying to run the clock, run the two minute for the for the the, the comeback and the 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 wonderful work that we did. Um, he was angry then too with one of his his receivers. And yeah. it, what happened? It was fine. I, this whole trust me thing. People are reading a lot into that. I think it's a heat of the moment. He's mad. I don't think he thinks these guys, his coaching staff, doesn't trust him. I think it no. was a communication issue, and I think it'll never happen again. I guarantee, as as our good friend Ash said, there was a 90-minute meeting this week <laughs> in which they talked about trust, and uh, somebody was very quickly um, shown the door, and uh, they've, they've, they've got that under control right now. This kind of thing happens. Um, does it happen with Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady? Well, no, they, they, they have a lot more familiarity with each other. Um, I wasn't, I, I, I I mean, okay. So I get it, but watching from the stands when they took the timeout, I immediately understood why they took the timeout. I understand that it didn't work out, Mm -hmm. but I immediately, when they took the timeout, I said, okay, I get it. They want to save enough time just in case they have a chance to get the ball back. Let me get two alternate scenarios. All that, all they need to do all they need to do in that in that situation, they have the kicker with the strongest leg in the whole league. Okay? So that's a factor. All you have to do is get to the 45-yard line, and you've got a chance at winning sure. the game right there. Yeah. Let me give you two other scenarios, just, just to kind of put it together. Let's say that ball is dropped and not complete in the timeout. Mm-hmm. And then they complete the one after the timeout. Brilliant mm-hmm. move. A brilliant move. We have an absolute genius on the sideline. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the takeaway at that point for folks. Well, and they were driving on every single play but, against but, us, right? At that moment in time, a, it a wasn't like fate different. A flip of fate different, right? And people yeah. freak out on it. What if they hadn't called the timeout and we'd gotten a delay of game penalty? Why the fuck wasn't there a time? Oh my god! Right? I mean, it was it was right there. It was it yeah. was it was it was the clock was was down to the point where we were right there. I get it. I get why it was called. I don't like it. I don't like. I hate the fact no, that it I'm not saying it's the right decision. It they the, I, I, right? Yeah. Oh darn! But it could have been any number of things. It just happened that that was a a good catch. It's just like the Trey Flowers face I'm mask just later, the ticky tacky thing. That was a yeah. four. That takes him to fourth down. It's a whole different ball of wax on that drive. I've seen well. I've seen way worse calls by coaches in way more important situations Throwing so flags, like, challenge flags when you can right right i it, this is this was a relatively minor error in my personal opinion sure. but that's just my personal opinion i know your mileage may vary yep yep, yep. okay uh i know you had mentioned when we were we were briefly chatting before the show you wanted to kind of give some love to larry fitzgerald have you heard of yeah, him before? Yeah. Okay. So I'll give some love to Larry Fitzgerald and then I'll give some a little bit of hate to one of our players. Um, <laughs> I, I think I know who. <laughs> um, Larry, uh, it was it. My, okay. So my family, my girlfriend, my, my folks, my girlfriend are not football fans. They went to the game with me more or less to, you know, make sure um, you weren't drunken. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I mean, it was a, you know, it was an event for all of them. And, um, they didn't, they, but my folks live in Arizona. So, you know, they watch the news. They know who Larry Fitzgerald is. They think he's a pretty class guy. Um, when I started clapping, when, uh, even when, just when he was coming out the tunnel, and they said, Larry Fitzgerald. And I started clapping. And all the even all the Lions fans around me, we're all we all start clapping. My girlfriend, who's, you know, not like is is very new to this. Not tuned in. Yeah. Looks at me. She's like, Why are you clapping for a Cardinals player? Enemy. You don't you don't understand. You don't understand. He he he's earned it. <laughs> <laughs> and my folks, you know, and he's earned it. If we're gonna get burned by a player in the NFL, he's he's just about the one that I would most want to get burned by. And and he burned us quite a few times. He w- he had an absolutely incredible game. Nice wish, dickhead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I have I, I I can't think of a player that I have less ill will towards, There's despite no, you know, despite anything he's ever done to us. There's no other and, no, no finer pox that I'd rather have. <laughs> right, exactly. I, I, I'm not sure I can put it better than that, Chris. But no, I, it was cool. Um, it was cool to watch him have a have such a legendary night, um, even if it was so frustrating at the same time. Okay. Um, All right. But, let's let's. I'm gonna let, let's do this. I'm gonna let you put somebody on blast because I know you want to. Um, I I I went pretty light on him in the in the post game show, oh. and it's it's something that you you guys I want you to know. I, it's one of those. I I'll go back to Caldwell. Don't get too high, don't get too low, right? And 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 I'm trying. I'm right after the game. We're still processing. I'm still got the data running through my brain, and that's why your calls are so important on this show because I want to I want to know what you guys are feeling. I want to know where you're at. And 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 we talk about it being therapy a little bit, but it's also we find we find the errors, we find the places we want to be angry about, and where we need to improve. So this guy, we're gonna let you do your thing, and then we're gonna we're gonna we have a call. We're gonna let him uh, put put the, the team on blast as well. So go ahead and hit it here, Case. 
So both for our listeners and you, Chris, I don't know uh, how much people remember, but during the training camp, after after we went to training camp, we had our live shows. I don't remember and, much of those. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't blame you. Um, one guy I kept bringing up and that I was nervous about, and it was Jamal Agnew. And I was like, I love the dude with the ball in his hands, but it just seems like he bobbles so many of them. And uh, it, I don't know how many Lions fans remember Stefan Logan. That might trigger trigger some pretty harsh um, uh, PTSD in some yeah. people, but um, wow. not to downplay anything. But um, that's who I'm going to start relating him to because Stefan Logan was phenomenal Magic with the ball when he had the ball. Yeah. Jamal Agnew is phenomenal when he has the ball. Although in this particular game, it what he didn't exactly do a ton. But you know, we all know, we've all seen him. We all know that he can do amazing back. things. He turned his back to the defenders. I mean, he was just terrible. He was. Horrible. People talk about and, how bad uh, Taylor Decker was. You can't even rank um, Agnew on par with him. Every time he touched the ball, it was just. But it's going that way, man. It is going that way. Wow. His his fumbled punt may have been the single most significant moment of the game yeah. because it changed the field in a place where, A, we could have had a chance to score, and I don't know that we would have. But what it did was it guaranteed the, the care, uh, that the, that the uh, Cardinals were going to score. If that hadn't happened, it's a whole other score game when it comes down to the fourth quarter. And a ball control offense, even the way they ran it, even if I don't particularly love the way they ran it, still would have worked. That moment changed the game more than any other moment in the game. And you can't have it. And, and it, it, if it was a first time for him, if it was a first time, but no, we saw it in training camp. We saw him bobble those yeah. things in training camp. Yeah. He did it last year. He did it the year before even. He, he managed to come away with it and get, get away with it his rookie year when he had the all-pro you know, returning season. And I, he had an amazing season. And don't get me wrong, but even if you go back and look at his highlights from year one, you can see that not all of those were cleanly caught. Right. And it does, it, it, it continues to make me nervous. And ACL doesn't and, change your ability to catch the ball. And I talked about it in the preseason. And so like, I even said it to my family before the game. I was like, I love this kid. He's great. I really hope we see some good returns from him today, but I am nervous. Yeah. And so let's talk. There's been talk in the slack about McKissick and his ability. He, he returned balls in the, in college. He's he not as dynamic, but if he's more he consistent, right. he even took one to the house. Yeah, if he's more consistent, um, I will take that right now. Yeah, because the dynamicism so far has cost you seven points, right? Yeah, and I truly, I mean, I I don't mean to make it sound overly dramatic, but I truly believe that, like, if the Lions don't let them score on that drive that they give them, you know, an extremely short field on. Mm -hmm. That is the difference in the game. Yeah, I want to. Right there, more than any other single play. That so, is the difference. In so, the game. do you think all the fans should uh, get on Twitter and at? Uh, no, Jamal I think and, that would be a horrible idea. I, I, well, they, I, they've I done I it to Taylor. Nothing. It seems like it seems yeah. like the, it's the right thing to do. All the kids are doing it. 
I hope nothing but the best for Jamal Agnew yeah. as a person. Leave these poor guys alone. I am concerned again. A concerned about him as a player. Yeah, no, I, I am. I agree with you 100 percent on that. Much less concerned about Taylor Decker. More concerned about Taylor Decker's injury than his longevity with the team. His right. Ability to play for the team. Um, and so that's where things are with that. Okay. Uh, let's go on. We got we, we we put Agnew on blast in, in the way that we do. And we're going to go ahead and uh, let Malcolm put the team on blast right now. Chris, Case, Riz, Malcolm here. Calling in to start the season off. Fresh from uh, Atlanta, Georgia now. So... I uh, got a chance to watch the game on Sunday Ticket, which was great. Everything was going well. What happened, happened. And uh, I know it, uh, it sucks to say, man, but I'm extremely disappointed. Um, try not to fall into a black pit of negative expectations, but obviously we played better than we played last year. That's no question to start the season. However, there's still some things that popped up in terms of you know, coaching mistakes, player mistakes, performances that leave your head scratching and leave you concerned. And if you're not concerned, and I don't think you're totally paying attention here, um, setting the time out aside, there were still several opportunities for the Lions to win that game of regulation. There were still several opportunities for us to actually yeah. um, stop the Cardinals and keep them from even getting to the point of getting to overtime. And for whatever reason, we couldn't execute. And all I want the Lions to do, man, is just execute and win and do what they are capable of and live up to the expectations that we have for them and I think that they have for themselves. So um, try not to get discouraged, but that was a tough one to swallow. Try not to get discouraged because I have pretty high expectations for the team. I thought this was a 9 or 10 win team that can make the playoffs. Maybe they still can. It's one game. We can't write the season off after one game, and I don't think anybody is doing that, but – my goodness, that felt that felt a little like some stuff that I was seeing before, and I want that all to go away. I just want the Lions to be clean and get this W. So hopefully we take care of business against San Diego. they got some guys that are key that are going to be on the shelf. Hopefully we don't see some of the same stuff, and that offense continues to hum like it did from the middle of the first quarter until about the beginning of the fourth quarter. Talk to you guys next week. Thanks. So see, just really quick, Malcolm, and I and I love your calls, man. You're always you're always good, and now you, you get under the three minute mark. You're really good at that. You've you've really honed your skill. But you call them San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> just call them the Chargers. It's easier. It's easier. I don't even I don't even know where they're from anymore. It's gonna be like that with the Raiders. Pretty soon, it's just gonna be the Raiders, right? Um, the, the Asheville Chargers. <laughs> um, interesting. The Bismarck Chargers. <laughs> um. The Lafayette Chargers. Anywho. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> um, no, good call. I, I, I look. There were absolutely things, and and they were major things that went wrong that, that caused major game reversals. Um, we talked about this before, though. Case it's the first game of the season. I don't want to say I didn't see these things, but there's a lot of fool's gold that happens. Oh we yeah. Talk about the guys oh, being gassed. We we talk about weird bounces, crazy things the, going on. The conditioning on. will get better as yeah. the year goes on. There's yeah. no argument with that. The familiarity with the offense will get better as the year goes on. There's no argument with that. So Jared Davis will play. Deshaun Hand will play. Yeah. We'll, we'll get the depth back in with our players. We'll be okay. 
It's okay. Yeah, we should have beat Arizona. But I, I remember hearing just as many people saying we're going to win. We're saying, I'm nervous about this game. I'm nervous about this game. I don't know about Kyler Murray. I don't know. You know, this secret. Hey, it's better than last year. Can we at least say that? Yeah. It's better than last year this time. 100%. Come on. 100%. It could have been. We could have gotten blown out by the rookie quarterback. At least we tied him this time. Do you remember what Matt Ryan do, <laughs> did to us in his rookie year? It was like 500 freaking yards. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Hey, no, let's talk about steps forward because I, as, as I've said all off season, my big thing this year is seeing the, seeing the coaching staff take this team a step forward. This is a step forward from week one last year. And I want to say, I want to say fantasy people. I said this in the, in the post game show, fantasy people see this, uh, Hollywood Brown wide receiver, right? No one expected anything. Guy gets 150 yards. How does that happen? Cause it's week one. It's it, it. Weird things happen. Crazy matchups happen. Yeah, Hopefully, the weird good things that happen to us continue, yeah. and the weird bad things don't. Right, and you won't know. It's all weird. You can't draw a line without more than one dot. And I think that's part of what the defense does, and how they build out what they do, and the 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 amalgamation of film on the other teams helps them get better and and kind of yeah. focus their plan for the rest of the year. Don't freak out. Be effective be nervous appropriately nervous though Mm -hmm. i think that's that's the way to look at it so all right we've got everyone on blast we've done our thing thanks a lot malcolm love it when you call brother and um hope you're loving it down there in uh atlanta he just moved there this last year he couldn't make it to our party this year was a was a bummer he was he was a lot of fun all right hey you know if you got a move case or you're 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 trying to figure out something about something you don't know it's a a book sounds usually, pretty common. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A book is usually a good way to get some information. Maybe you want to get a good movie in. Well, the better selection than Netflix is all available on Amazon. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get your your. Of course, I mean books are kind of old. Don't do that. But your eBooks, right? You got your eBooks. You got your audio books because Audible's part of it. You got your your great movies. You got your everything else. I mean, anything you ever need. You you want to get somewhat dodgy supplements to help your libido. Hey, go to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. That's where case goes. You can see it right there. He's but he's been outed right there in the in the video. Uh amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Here's how it works. You go use that. It goes straight to Amazon, but it plants a cookie over there and it lets them know that you got there from Chris and Case Detroit Lions podcast. And um they give us a little kickback. They don't charge you more. You're taking this money out of Bezos' pocket. He doesn't need any more. He's he's got plenty of money. He owns newspapers and stuff. He's fine. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Help the show out by doing what you're going to do anyway. That's how we try to build all these things. We we try to help you and give you places to go to do the things that you want to do and get good value that you're looking for. And when you do that, help us out along the way. So there's a great way to do it. All right, let's talk about somebody. Um, well. <laughs> I think Dean Blandino's quote about him was was the best. This guy needs a and I'm going to find him and just give him a big <laughs> Yeah. Antonio Brown. I don't know if you've heard him. He he gave evidently some beeps and beeps. Um where to start on this story? I mean, we we, we watched <laughs> well, It's funny. It's funny because I I I wanted to talk about him weeks ago and then it, various things happened and we had to cancel the show and then I wasn't on the show and so it got postponed and postponed. I, when I wanted to talk about him, I thought it was the end of the story, but I was clearly wrong. He did not do anything to take himself out of the news. That's for sure. <laughs> so, wow. 
he we we all know the hard knocks. We all know the helmet. Yeah. We all know that he was he was eventually he called planning like Mayaka Cracker to get released. Seems so like he, he was allegedly using the right phrasing here. Uh, he was allegedly planning to get released from the Raiders at the end. There, he seemed to have a plan, and amazingly, they release him from the Raiders, and he gets picked up by the evil empire of the New England Patriots. And it's like, wow. My wife is like, so my son picked up Antonio Brown in in fantasy. She's like, oh no, with everything going on, she's she she loves her son, right? Wants good things to go for him. And then he gets, you know, he's going to get cut and he's not. And then now he's cut. Oh, no. And then the, the Patriots pick him up and she's like, the boy, the boy's got it. He's going to, he's, it's going to be, he's struck gold. Right. And then the news comes out that there's an allegation or, or a couple of allegations from one person about some sexual misconduct on the part of Mr. Brown. This is, I mean, just when you think it can't get crazier, nobody yeah. cares about the helmet anymore. Right, nobody yeah. nobody cares about him calling Mayak a cracker the anymore. Cryo, <laughs> the cryo you know, feet. Him trying to him trying to freeze himself until 2025 or something. I'm just gonna tell you, this son of a bitch is crazy. <laughs> He's fucking yeah. straight nuts, man. And and so we've talked a little bit before, at least in the Slack, we've talked about it, um, the little bit of Titus Young, and, and maybe it's not, and maybe it's not so funny about. Yeah, and it's, it, I want to talk about that for a sec after we get through the Antonio Brown thing, but. Mm-hmm. So we got a guy. Um, he, if if this is true, and and I don't think anybody would disagree, he's an absolute piece of shit. And we have to say if it's true. I mean, we have to say allegedly and all these things right now because that's the way the legal system works in America and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And and you're innocent until you're proven guilty. So he yeah. he, he could he I could believe in be that. innocent, right? Um and we all agree. I think I don't I think to a person, if he actually did this and he's guilty of this, then then he is totally yes. innocent that you are a piece of <laughs> shit yes. checkmark, right? You are a then of Siberia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but there's something about this that struck me. And and I, I have to. This is a tough point to make, case. So help me make sure I stay within the the guardrails. I don't want anybody to get the wrong perception mm-hmm. here. Okay, but the thing, all the stuff, we know it's wrong if he did it. We don't know if he did it for sure. All that kind of stuff. But there's one thing that stands out about this. Okay, and we think about it. All right, he's with the the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you're you're his you're his victim, right? Well, he's made a lot of money. He's super famous. He's the best in the league. Everybody really thinks highly of him. That's okay. I'm just going to let him go. All right. All right. Things go crazy. He he gets out. Okay. Now he's signed with the Raiders. Whoa. Huge deal. A lot of money there. Ton of ducats in that guy's pocket. And, nah, I'm not gonna, and it's okay. Nothing's going on. And then the helmet. And then he gets the helmet deal. Even more money. Everything's going on. Height. You know, the fame, the notoriety. You could, you, people could look at him and say, this guy's a jerk now. Like you could, you could have the force of everybody behind you saying, wow, this guy is really a head case. This guy is really unpredictable. Nah, nah, I'm not going to do anything. Signs with the Patriots. That's it. Fuck this guy. I am going all in. Right? Is that the thing that triggered you? And, and, and I asked, I don't, I, I say that kind of tongue in cheek, right? Because I don't think that. It was the Patriots thing that triggered it. But why now? The, the the point in time, and I don't know if it matters or not, right? But it's his whole, he's got a prearranged deal with the Patriots, and that's why he's trying to get dropped by the Raiders. That's like your conspiracy kind of land. Like, I haven't seen real evidence. Everybody's thinking it's true, but I haven't seen that, right? But just, and, 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 and a lot of people talk about it, but by the same token, the timing on this is really, really odd. 
And it reminds me a lot of the Matt Patricia story insofar as timing, right? Now, the difference is the Matt Patricia story is they dug something up from, what, 20 years ago? And right. And with no further information, no nothing. They right. Further the I feel story like the timing on that is way more deliberate. That one was purely a smear, right? And and we don't know if it's true or not, right? Because there's no, no, no. no. And that doesn't that isn't me. But that's not. Saying it, I know what happened. That right, is me right, right. Saying the timing was clearly way more deliberate. But knowing that nobody was going to change anything from then to 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 when the report came out on Patricia, <laughs> that you you look at that that was a hundred percent a smear. That was mm-hmm. yellow journalism. That was trying to mm-hmm. defame a character. Absolutely. I don't think anyone can disagree with that. True or not, Nobody, nothing was changing out of that. This one, though, is different. But the timing, God, the timing on the, this is really the, weird. The devil's advocate that I can put forward, and I'm not saying that, it, that I disagree with you. Uh, the devil's advocate that I can put forward to you is that if there were maybe other people in her life that she had spoken to, maybe this was the time that they pressured her to go into it. Sure. Yeah. Thinking that this was the best time to do it. Um, and, and not, that is not to me either saying whether or not I think he's guilty or not either. I, I truly am. I, I, I truly am a believer in an innocent until proven guilty. Um, and I, I, I also think that the court of public opinion has a tendency to, um, get, get things wrong. <laughs> um, not to say that they always get things wrong, just to say that they get things wrong a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you well, it, it, here let's take Michael Jackson for an example. Oh wow, you're going to an interesting place. Yeah, here. yeah, I am going to an interesting place. Um, <laughs> I hope it doesn't get you arrested. But go ahead. Um, the the court of public opinion on Michael Jackson has gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth over the last what 30 years yeah oh yeah and nothing is conclusively proven either way so somebody is right and somebody is wrong but the court of public opinion has tried him and made him either innocent or guilty multiple times right. on either front. Yeah. And so the, there are the court of public opinion is not a good system for me personally to decide whether somebody is guilty or not guilty. I've I've convicted him and exonerated him multiple right. times. Right. Exactly. You That's exactly I mean? what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, wow, this is complicated as hell. And I don't know, you know, any of the detail on that. So yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that's the thing. I, I, I say that and you're you you are you're because the thing is is you don't just drop a case in a day. You don't suddenly say, Hey, I'm gonna pop it has obviously been in the works. It has to have been in the works even while he was with the Raiders. And I'll tell you yeah. something, and, and I don't have it in front of me, I forget the name. Um but I, I I heard a little bit, and and we have a lawyer. Maybe we'll bring her on, and she can evaluate um, how this how this um this firm works. But my understanding of the plaintiff's firm in this case, um, they don't mess around. They take cases that they know they're going to win. They don't take big splashy celebrity cases because they want to be in the news. They take cases that they know they're going to win. Period, and they are damn good and have a real strong reputation for not taking bad cases and not lo- not losing. So I have it gives me a sense by who the attorneys are here that they may have a really good case against Mr. Brown. So we'll see how it goes, but um <laughs> if he's innocent, I hope he gets exonerated. 
If he's not, I hope he freaking fries. Yeah. And then, and, and that's that, right? I mean, completely we agree. Photo to, completely to, agree. All right. Um, from there, that's a dark topic. I want to go to like kind of a little bummer, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do this, but um, there's a guy that was in Detroit media for a long time. He wanted to be in the voice of the Cavaliers. Um, if you watched the preseason games when the Detroit broadcast crew was was doing the um, the the sh- the uh, broadcasts, um, the the guy who does like Dan Miller's a play by play guy on TV. His name is Fred McLeod, and he was a real good. He was great at his job. He was a consummate professional. Again, he wanted to be in the voice of the Cavaliers. He really good, solid guy. Spent a lot of years in Detroit doing sports and, and working in Detroit. And, uh, remember him? He, he had a Sunday sports show. Fred McLeod was was really just kind of part of just part of the scene. And 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 I really liked the way he delivered things. It wasn't super fantastical. It wasn't high, you know. We didn't have highlights. We, we, we just had the straight shot of what's going on, really delivered well. Fred was great. He was a classy fella and, and just a credit to the profession. And he passed away. And I uh, just want to, you know, our best to the family, our condolences to the family. And um, the, the world, sports world's a worse place without his voice in it. So that, that kind of sucks. So there we go. I just wanted to say something about Fred because uh, he was, he was a, good, a good guy and a consummate professional. Um, boy, this is the... Hey, fanatics! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fred would go there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Same like the Amazon thing, but if you want to get any kind of sports uh, stuff, whether it's Lions, Red Wings, I don't know about Tigers. You're probably not big into that right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, hoops, college ball. You like your Michigan. You like your Michigan State. Whoever you're, you're after. I know we got some Ohio State people out there as well. Go to Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It's a great way to get all your gear, tailgating gear. Um, your your wearables, the whole thing, anything you can think of with the the team's logo on it is there. If you go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com, it'll set that cookie. Let them know we sent you, and uh, you know, takes a little bit out of the NFL's cut, and uh, it helps us out. So help us out by doing something you're doing anyway. Fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. All right. So I got to talk about n- another topic. We we'll fly into this one. Um, you know, I'm a sucker for hype videos, right? Sandman was the was. But I've always liked it, but Sam Ann's always like just kind of yeah. screwed me up. He's done such a good job with the slow lights and, and his hype video at the beginning of the year every year. Um, we had one, and, and I got into a conversation, a uh, side conversation in the Slack with Lance. Um, I'll just say Lance S because I don't want to put his whole name out there. And he was like, man, what's going on? You guys used to do that super hype audio in the post-game show. And I would, I, he said, I went back and listened to an episode, and I was just like, yeah, man. That is, I was like ready. There was so much right? Jim Caldwell in there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It was all full of Jimmy. Jimmy C. And uh, we didn't come here to do this. We yeah. came here to do this. Not next year. Not, <laughs> not this year. Not now. That, yeah. now. We're here to win that, right? And people love yeah. that. And I did too. And and it's funny because I, I feel like I'm a pretty good evaluator of these hype videos because i like i said i'm a total sucker for them and and i've created that one i i I got done with that and i listened to it and i was like oh i'm so stoked i love i'm in right i mean that it it hyped me up and 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 i created so i put a new one together case and we used it this last week in the in the post game show at the beginning and i know you didn't get to hear it and i wanted to get your reaction and i wanted everyone else's reaction because again i'm i'm a little biased because i'm i'm a sucker for a hyper but I think this is a good one. So, do you mind if I, I just pop it on real quick and, and give a listen? All right. All right, this is it. Let me let me know what you guys think here. There's one goal here, and one promise I made to Mrs. Ford. 
is winning. For that to happen, everyone needs to be on the same page to be in the best position with the right plan. Every person in this building has a job to do, and each job is important. If we can get one step better every day, that's putting this organization in the right direction. Donald steps up in the pocket, now throws. It is picked up by Ryan. Come back right side. Inside the 10. It is Quandre Diggs to the 5. To the house. Touchdown to Carlisle. How about Jackford opening it? Oh, my God. It, it is Sir Mix-a-Lot booty thick. <laughs> so I, I keep manually adding the Riz piece at the end. I don't know. So you know. <laughs> it really makes it. It really makes it. <laughs> what do you think, man? I, I I feel it. I I like actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, am I am I biased? Me, gets me going. All right. All right. Let us know. You know, there's the thread in the suburb. Let us know what you guys think. I'm 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 a little bit proud of that. I like that one. I think we're going to use that. I think for the Dan Miller piece because he gave us. He he gave us permission to use his his broadcasts. Right, it was really cool of him. Um, I'm thinking of like each week updating that from the from the last week. And oh man, that would be very cool. And, yeah, and and now I'm thinking I, I've been thinking about make like a good version. Kenny Galladay, how good is that kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make a good version and then a bad version, depending on how we do. That's the right. version we'd hear. But then there's the, right. all the stuff that people don't get to see. Right, it's the the hidden tracks, the deep cuts. So when we're dead, they can dig them up and release another album. So anyway, right. let us know. Let us know the suburb. Let us know what you thought of the the hype video. I, I'm 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 feeling good about it. But uh, thanks, Lance. You're the one that inspired me to put that together, and uh, I'm glad with what turned out. I was I, I told them I'm like I've tried to do a couple since, and they just didn't have it. They didn't move me, and uh, I was like, I'll try it again. And this one just came together just right. So we'll see. Let's see what people say. All right. Um, with that, let's look ahead. Um. I don't yeah. know if we're going to do it this week. Riz and I have been talking about doing those quick take shows again where we come in Friday and do a look ahead to the next game. But it's always good to get Case's insight as well because, let's face it, I mean, we, we love to hear Case's drunken rambling. <laughs> he seems he seems to be more sober lately, and I don't know if it's good or bad for us. We'll see how this plays out, right? <laughs> but let's take a look at the Chargers game. This is, this I'm is just better at hiding it, Chris. Maybe. Maybe that is the case. Um, the Chargers practice, game is... Practice, 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 see, practice. I keep my amateur status so I can be on the Olympic team. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Chargers. The, the one thing about this team, two things I, I actually will say about this team that stand out. Number one, the performance against the Chargers. They struggled. They struggled against, I mean, sorry, against the Colts. They had a hard time against that Colts team. And I think it was a one-point win in the end that they were able to pull out. Again, it's it's week one. There's fool's gold here. So make sure, you know, that you you mm-hmm. kind of put that right lens on there. But the other side of it is there's some serious injuries going on in Chargers land. Well, if you go back to um notice that in San Diego, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing? Biodome here? I don't know. Um, if you go back to June, I think I had the Chargers as my number two team in the AFC, maybe my number two team overall. Was that when you were originally um, going to deliver the... Um, yep. The- <laughs> <laughs> yep. The power wankings. Oh, my God. And now we're, we're not going to have power wankings. We may talk about it on the show at some point. Do we, oh, yeah. Do we- I do them every week for the, for the RNFL Power ranking group. Maybe we should do like um, the top five every week. 
Bring your top five to the show. And we'll just talk about who the top five are, and then the Lions. We could, do that. We could start that next week. I'd yeah, have to yeah, pull yeah, up a bunch yeah, we'll of. I'd, I'd have to pull, pull up a bunch of shit. Okay, that. so you know? so you're doing um, the power rankings. We'll do the top five, and then I had the, the Chargers are. number two, and then Derwin James got hurt for the year, and I dropped him a little bit. And then this week, Hunter Henry and Mike Williams are injured. So I mean, they've lost three of their best, three of their top ten players. Uh, two of which for the year, one of which at least for a while. Um, so that changes the outlook this week. That doesn't mean that I would predict the Lions will beat them. It does not mean that, but it certainly evens the playing field by quite a bit. Yeah, because right. I mean, I mean, you got it. You've got your top skill position player and your top tight end, and you've got your top safety out. And they struggled against the Colts. And while I, uh, while the Colts are actually, uh, they were also one of my, you know, top five teams prior to the Andrew Luck retirement. Uh, they still struggled against uh, backup quarterback. So um, it is a winnable game. All of a sudden, a game that I thought, you know, and I think everybody thought was totally, you know, not a host. Well, and, and this no. is, do you remember last year, the new England game, we talked about that. And I remember, I remember saying very clearly, can you imagine what would happen to people's brains if we won this game? Right. right. And it's, it's, right. it's not as powerful. I think that's more of the Kansas city game coming up. If we won that well, game. And, and, and if we want to, it's too close. It's too soon to talk too much about the Kansas city game, right. but they're going to be missing Tyreek Hill. And I think Tyreek Hill is the most important skill position player on that team. So all of a sudden they have to change everything. It'll be interesting to see how they play this week. So like, I, I still think, you know, and again, Both again, of these games are in not, Detroit. Right. Right. I'm not predicting a win against the Chiefs. I'm not predicting a win against the Chargers, but we're certainly in a position where if we came out with one win out of these two games, it would be a huge, complete shock to me. Can I tell you who the most important player is in both the Chiefs game and the Chargers game? Who? It's a stupid reference. The 12th man. The people oh. sitting in the stadium <laughs> are going to be fucking critical here. We have the home field advantage yeah. and we need to seize it. These are opportunity games for us. These are opportunity games for this team. Yeah. And if you walk in there and start fucking booing five minutes into the first quarter, then just just sell your ticket and walk away. This is this it's early in the season. It's the hardest part of the season. This is when it matters. If you're if you're a jump off the boat kind of just sell your ticket. Don't go. Sell it to somebody yeah. who's going to be loud because this is the time. This is the time where you set the tone for the season. The team does. The fans do. Period. Ebron isn't there. There's no need to boo anymore. Get your shit together. Cheer this team on and be loud. And if these and, and after these, if by the by, we're at a point where it's irreversible and we can see. Uh, if I, we are one, two, and one going into the buy. We have great chances going forward. Absolutely. Use do not be this defeatist piece of crap that you saw after we wound up with a tie in Arizona an opening day. Go to those if you're in those if you're in that stadium, 
you be loud and you do your part and support the damn team. It, there's plenty of season left if you want to boo. This is not the time to do it. This is the time to bring forth everything. You expect those players to play hard. You expect those those, those that team to perform. That's your job now. You you give up early, forget it. Get get out of there. You, you, if you're giving up on the team now after one game in Arizona, but yet you expect the players to play a full four quarters, go fucking pound sand. Seriously, this is your job. It's early enough where if you're going to be a fan and you're going to go to the game, do your job. Do your job. After the bye, if things are upside down and the wheels are falling off, then then it's absolutely open and, and, and voice your criticism. But it's too early to abandon the team. Don't do that, please. I, I, I'll i say it. We, we, Flounderish has said this. He's in Washington. And Seattle has a tough game. They have a tough loss or they had a close game this week. Fans there after that tough, embarrassing loss would say, We've got we've we've got to learn from this. We've got to get better. This is something we've got to get our shit together, and we'll see what happens. Lions fans are freaking lighting the mattress on fire and diving in, right, and throwing the kids in there. Stop! It's too early. Let's just get our thing. Let's get it together, folks. Okay, sorry. I, I I'll get off my little my soapbox there, but I just I I was I was distraught by how many people were were so blown up over a tie in week one. It's any given Sunday. Any team can win, and that's that's the the level of t- talent. In the NFL right now. That's it? You don't have anything? That's it. Wow. No, that was good. That's our look ahead. All right. As we record this, boy, there's a little, there's a lot of somber in this, in this show. (laughs) Well, it's hard to come off of. Actually, actually, there was a lot of somber after the game. As everybody's leaving, you know, you you expect to leave a game and either the home team or the away team fans are excited and celebrating. But as everybody's walking out of the Arizona game, everybody's just like, I want to go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I want to I, I just as we as we get into this as we record this, it's um, September 11th, which is an anniversary that I think will yeah. live in our lifetimes. Nobody will forget what yeah. it means, and it'll forever be ingrained. And, and people know where they were when it happened, and all that kind of thing. And, yeah. Um. You know, whatever you think about when when you think about the folks that are you know in the police force or the fire or the military or whatever. Um. The the one that reality is on on this day. A long time ago, a lot of people gave their lives to to help save innocent people who who, who hadn't done anything, and they 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 ran towards the problem. And um, even today, and a lot of people have given their lives since because of their courageous actions that day. Absolutely, and and you know, it doesn't matter what profession you find bad apples in it. We can't let them define the vast majority of those folks that are out there that are doing their best to help us out. And so on a day like today, it's a, it's a great time to remember those folks that serve um, police, fire, the military, Coast Guard, all across the, the, the board, all the folks that are out there and, and, and help make this country as great as it is and help us enjoy this game of football. We're not paid. We're not doing any other things like the NFL does. This is just a sincere thing. Um, I, I thought about it. There's a guy named Wagner who, who had sent some, some nice things about us out on the, uh, um, out on the Twitter machine, and I just I just hit him up and said thanks for it, and um, we started we started chatting, and he's he's in the Navy, he's he's away on on base in Nevada, 
Um, must be a dry dock. I don't know how the fuck he had any boats in Nevada, but whatever. <laughs> He's 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 there and land sharks. Land sharks, Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Better than land whales. Uh, he's doing this thing, and um, we talked, and he was really cool. I just want to say hi to his dad, Jack, his mom, Tammy, Jackson, his brother, and Simbri, his wife. He's 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 working hard and doing his thing, and uh, it was cool. He talks about being out there, and and you know he's doing his part. And um, he's got no Lions people out there. I totally get it, right? That's how this whole thing started. We were we were two abandoned Lions fans, right, out in islands by ourselves. Yep. And yep. Um, we just bring him a little hope. And that's one of the things that was one of our first things that we wanted to do. We were embraced by people around the world. That's where the Guam thing and everything else came from, that, mm-hmm. that people, Slovenia, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I could tell you people all around the world that we talk to and that, that listen to the show. And um, it's it's all it all came out of that. So Wagner, you and your family, uh, thanks for all you do, and everyone else who serves in, in all those different places. Thanks a lot. We re- we really appreciate you and all that you do. All right, uh, from there, let's uh, Casey, you, you can do a little bit. I know there's a little bit here for you. Let's go uh, around. All right, boys. All right, all right, all right. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Oh, God, that drop is so great. Got I this. love that. Okay, okay, go ahead. All right. So, yeah, we're, we're going to keep it short. Um, Packers played Bears. It was an ugly game. First game of the season. Uh, not surprising that it was an ugly game. Not surprising if you've been listening to this podcast that the Packers defense did a really good job. Also not surprising if you've been listening to this podcast that the Bears didn't look great. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we can take both of those teams case after that game. Really, really. I feel like we've got a good balance to take based on how they play again, week one, one week, whatever, but they they both have very good looking defenses Mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. So Aaron Rodgers had the highest percentage of, of inaccurate throws in the entire NFL in week one. But again, you're talking about the Bears possibly, uh, well, I, I, I would say certainly a top three defense um, in theory. How many batted passes do they have at the line of scrimmage? I don't remember. Not four. <laughs> <laughs> um, but point being, uh, it, w- it was pretty clearly a defensive struggle. So, I mean, both of those teams are good defensive teams questionable offensive teams, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers or no Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky did not have a pleasant outing. So yeah, no, no, he, he, I saw, I, I had to go visit the Bears subreddit after that. And oh my God, the, the maybe he is who they say he is. <laughs> was a thing that I heard a lot and saw a lot. They are actually starting to already see that maybe the Elal Bears trade for Trubisky shit that we used to gave him shit for, it was real because boy, yeah. he is oh yeah, just, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it is picking up steam, and and he has a he has he has more to prove maybe right now than any quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, more than Brissett for sure. So uh, that being said, okay, we 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 think both the Packers and the Bears defenses are good. Both the Packers and Bears offenses are questionable. Uh, we unfortunately are terrified of the Vikings. Holy shit. Did they look good? <laughs> oh my God. 
That, I, that I, I, I was so I, I you know you guys didn't get my power rankings, but in my power rankings, I oh, think I had the number four. <laughs> I think I, I think I had the power. Uh, I think I had them number four. Uh, Holy when this, shit! That yeah. was just the first two series, right? I mean, they just I think they murdered three people, and 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 one of them was a punter. It was crazy yeah. how freaking hard they hit. They were yeah. oh my god they they now, terrify me. I'm the question about right sustainability now. has to come up. Okay. So yeah. I mean, you have you have to hold up that level of energy over a whole season. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's not a given by any means. But I put them I put them number two in my power rankings this week after the Patriots, and I, I caught some flack for it on the uh, official RNFL power rankings thread. Power rankings. Thank I don't much. I don't want to put them there. I have no desire whatsoever to put the Vikings number two. But uh, it, it, they did what they needed to do with the offensive line to improve that so that they have an average to above average offense. Uh, Kirk Cousins is an average quarterback. Uh, and uh, Dalvin Cook, I was oh, skeptical. Wow. I have been skeptical about Dalvin Cook uh, because I, I don't trust his health. And, yeah, and I don't trust his health long term still. So, I mean, at, at any time, at any time this year, if he goes out, that, that hurts them significantly. And they could but, fall in the power rankings. And we've got seven weeks for him to get hurt. So yeah, not that I'm wishing yeah. anybody gets hurt. Right. But, nope, nope. For, for but, the Lions but, chances, but I mean, things could change a lot. Things could change a lot case, over the next several weeks. I did not see anybody in week one with as dominating a defense as Minnesota had. They have a game altering defense. If they can bring that every week, I, I, they're just going to destroy every other offense. They're not going to have yep. a chance. They're going to win just through attrition. And, yeah. and 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 Kirk Cousins, it could be completely mediocre across the board. Yep. They're going to put points on the board. Yep, That's I won't it. argue with that at all. Wow, I I, I, hate, I, I don't hate like that we're talking about that. Yeah, but that is that is where we are right now. That's the truth. So. And if if we take a win from them this year, that. That's huge. That's so. Huge. So the hope oh. is that we come in second in the division this year, <laughs> and that the, and that my prediction that my prediction that the Vikings uh, cap issues will cause them to have major problems next year comes true too, right? Bears I mean, the Bears are, are already suffering yeah, from it, and yeah. we're seeing that. So I, I I think my prediction of that is already you know coming to fruition but um yeah so i mean i mean we we just gotta hope that next year is our year because the the vikings are falling are going to fall apart after this year (laughs) 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 oh god it's so depressing (laughs) i know know. it's it's so depressing waiting so okay well that's it i can't you don't need no you don't none of you even live in vikings territory i shouldn't say that but barely any of you if any of you i have to deal with this all season long this is going to be a long season chris this is going to be a really long season pray for injuries my friend (laughs) it's terrible all right um hey really quick one last thing we want to talk about um you got your tickets you want to go see your lions games you want to go see your hoops games you got your college football you got hockey coming you got the whole thing right you want to go see some some good concerts. I know Case is signing up for Taylor Swift here. Uh, oh, no. No, I'm Woo-hoo. sorry. That was I Prevail. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I got confused. Wait, I got confused, too. What did I sign up for? 
so what are you gonna do? You wanna pick your C before someone else picks it for you because whose fingers do you want up there really? Uh, ticks.detroitlionspodcast.com, ticks.detroitlionspodcast.com. Set yourself up with the greatest seats and uh, it, like the rest of the stuff, they give us a kickback by, by doing that. tix.detroitlionspodcast.com and you can get your tickets from SeatGeek to anywhere, anywhere, and anything, any show, and you pick your seat. It's a great deal. Great deal. All right. Um, that's that. I think we got this covered up. We got to bring Brian Blandino in, man. He's gonna uh, he's gonna take about talk about some officials and some of the things we saw this week because there is a lot to talk about, including some of the stuff from the Lions game. Let's hit it. Let's bring in Blandino. Time for a different kind of breakdown with today's special guest. All right. What a great guest we have. Former VP of officiating and current NFL rules analyst for Fox Sports, Dean Blandino. Dean, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be back on my favorite podcast. Oh, is it really your favorite or is it your second favorite? It's now? my second favorite now. <laughs> I heard maybe maybe you're doing one. Good calls with Dean Blandino, huh? Yeah, yeah. We just started. We recorded our first episode on, on Monday and uh, it was a lot of fun. It, it's, a new, it's a new venture for me. It's on iHeartRadio. Uh, the iHeartRadio app, and uh, I'm really excited about it. We're going to talk about, obviously, football is going to be a big part of it. Football sure. rules, officiating, those types of things. And and But we're going to branch out, talk about sports. We're going to talk about maybe some life rules, situations that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. Well, well what are the rules pertaining to that situation? And uh, it's a lot of fun. We'll have some pretty cool guests, and I'm excited about it. That's cool. That, it's I really like that idea. I think... That's a really cool thing, the life rules thing part of it too. Because I mean, it, it, there's we we do learn a lot from football. I mean, really, yeah. growing up, I mean, there's a lot of lessons that people learn that have played football from watching football, sportsmanship, all, all, all kinds of things, and taking those and applying that to life is really really cool. I like that. I don't want you to short yourself though. I don't know if iHeart's a sponsor, and we'll we'll, we'll say iHeart's great. You know, iHeart, iHeart, iHeart. But you're available on Apple Podcasts, all the aggregators. I, I was looking. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah, so. anywhere you can get podcasts, we'll we'll be out there and. Uh, yeah, so I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No, I searched Dean Blandino. I saw Good Calls with Dean Blandino came up, gave it a listen. There's you have a trailer, which is which is good. It's interesting. It is it is intriguing enough to make you listen to the first episode. And you guys did really well. I, I liked it. I mean, it's a cool format. I I, I love what you guys are, are talking about and how you kind of are taking something and making it transcend different things. There was there was really cool part and and we kind of talk about it here now, but you had the head scratcher of the week, right? And I know as as Lions fans, we could probably submit plenty of. <laughs> well, yeah, that definitely. I mean, that's where it came from. You know, the head scratcher called. We came from probably the numerous calls that Lions fans have been have been complaining about for years. But that's the call where everybody kind of is not sure what just happened. You know, everybody's right. looking around, scratching their head. And, uh, and so there was a play in the in the Panthers Rams game that got the head scratcher of the week, and it was an interesting situation. But we certainly I, I'm I'm not a gambling man, but if I had to bet, I'll I'll say the head scratcher call of the week will probably the Lions will probably lead the league in this in this category this season. <laughs> well, it's good to be leading the league in something. We're leading in ties as well. I don't know if anybody Hey, knows. you're undefeated. Yeah. Undefeated, right? <laughs> First undefeated start to the season with our new head That's coach. Right. It feels good. That's right. It was a tough game. It, it, I have to say um everything was awesome until until really that timeout. I mean, even if they they you know, it scored a little before that, but it felt it felt like a good solid win. And uh, the team, like, there was questions about Bevel, the whole idea of a run-first offense, and we're throwing the ball like crazy. Uh, Stafford's 
dicing up the uh, defense there with Hawkinson looking good that first round. It was all just so such a great feeling. And then that Lions thing kind of came back once that timeout hit. And boy, that that was a head scratcher in itself. I mean, that was probably maybe not an officiating head scratcher, but boy, calling that timeout there was was well, whatever it was. But let's talk about the NFL this week. There was a number of head scratchers out there this week, and and I just kind of want to get your thinking on some of the more controversial plays and calls this week, and um, what where we got it, where the refs got it right, where maybe they didn't get it as good as they could have. I, I know we didn't talk about this, but do you mind starting with the Saints game? Because, boy, yeah. the, the fans were reliving. There there was some PTSD in I, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome there, I, right? I really, you know, if you're going to – I mean, that's just – I mean, that's really doubling down. If you're going to mess something up, why not do it on Monday night in New Orleans, the first game back after the NFC Championship game? I mean, why not Ooh. just – don't don't even don't even give yourself a game. But you know, it's an interesting situation. It's not one that happens very often. So I can understand that rule can can get complicated with we're inside of two minutes and they reverse the call on the field. So you're gonna reset the clock and then run ten, but they, they we're didn't, familiar with the rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't which I know the 10 second runoff rule is still Lions fans get the shakes and the, and the cold sweats when they hear 10 second runoff. I know. And, uh, and so that, that rule has been, uh, has been the bane of many, of many people's existence, but uh, you know, it's a complicated deal sometimes and, and they just kind of didn't reset the clock and end up costing the saints a bunch of time. And yeah. uh, thankfully they, you know, they won the game and, and it didn't, it didn't impact the, the outcome. Of the sure. Now, Help me with this because the 10 second runoff, you don't see it happen that often. And now really the two most recent times that of, in, in my memory that I see it and they stand out are these two times. And it's both times that the ref were not sure. So they said, we're going to stop the clock and make a call. That 10 second runoff really hurts. I mean, it does more damage than I think it's trying to, than what it's trying to fix. Is that something that could get reviewed now? now right? I mean, did they need to have it happen again instead of having it happen to Lions? Or well, I, I think the I think the rule is in place for a good reason, and and I think it's to prevent a team from getting another snap at the end of the game. And we got a little visitor over here. This is but, like that CNN guy, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's to prevent the team from getting. So here's the situation it's trying to prevent. It's it's there's eight seconds to go in the game. The the team. The offense throws a pass. It's ruled incomplete with two seconds on the clock. They're out of timeouts, and it's actually a catch, right? So you reverse it, make it a catch. Well, the offense was never going to get another snap with two seconds on the clock, so you run 10 to to prevent that from happening. I think there are situations where there's a lot more than two seconds on the clock, and and so it, it actually does hurt. But I think the rule, it's a good rule. It's in place to prevent something um, – you know, really bad from happening, but I think sometimes there are these unintended consequences. Sure, sure, no, absolutely, and that's that's really hard. I get, I get why it's there. I just in practice, what I've seen is the ref stopping the clock and some and, and to look at a call because they didn't get it right. Sure. I can see starting a, a running clock and 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 is is almost if like if the team's throwing it and stopping it, that's fine. I get the ten second runoff, but if the refs are stopping it, that's that's nobody's fault. And and just start a running clock at that point when it's over. And move from there. Anyway, that's I'd probably break something else if I got a hold of the rule book. So <laughs> it's okay. I know that's always the problem, right? So what else did we see in the NFL? Of course, the we had the the Saints one that was that was really interesting. Anything else that was particularly controversial or that maybe people? You know, I don't think um, you know it was obviously the first regular season week with pass interference at reviewable. So 
Um, we had two calls overturned. We had the, the Jets-Buffalo game where we actually had a touchdown taken back because of offensive pass interference. Okay, I'll come get up in a little bit. So one second. And, and my son is wearing his Jets green. So he's, oh. that call was really something. But it was a touchdown, which is automatically reviewed. And now the replay official who's looking at all reviewable aspects, they have to look at pass interference as well. And they ruled that the Jets were blocking downfield before the ball was caught and, uh, and created that foul. And then you had the, the Tampa 49er game where there was no call on the field, Mike Evans and, and Richard Sherman going up for a pass, and they ended up creating a foul for pass interference on Sherman in replay. So, so that's, a, that's a pretty big deal when you talk about the first time that a foul like that has been right. added in replay. And that was one of the controversial pieces that I was thinking is, if, none of the, if, if the standard is so high that none of these are actually going to happen in replay, the rule now is just more frustrating, right? <laughs> it's now just an opportunity to lose a timeout and a, and a challenge, right? It, it is because you you have the, the standard, right, is the Saints-Rams. That's the standard. We, we, we want to prevent that from happening again. But not every play is, is as obvious as that. Right. So there are going to be a lot of plays that are less obvious. And now we're going to be kind of analyzing and picking apart these these less obvious plays. And then that is going to be frustrating at times. Yeah, it's it's the march of technology, right? And at some point, it's it's. It, do you ever see the Jetsons world becoming football, where it's all automated and, and AI and guys pulling joysticks? I mean, we have man. I, mean, I, I can't. I don't know. I never say never, but but I I can't imagine a, a world where where human beings aren't involved in officiating these games. I think I think that's so important in terms of just managing what's happening on the field and communicating, keeping things under control. I think technology is going to get to a point where we're doing more things in replay and, and whether that's good or bad, I don't know. I think we got to keep it, we got to keep it to a, you know, we got to keep it limited. Right. Right. Uh, but I don't know if the Jetsons, I don't know if we'll see that at least not in our life. And Rosie isn't going to see the field. Okay. Oh, no, that's too bad. no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> All right. That's fine. All right. Well, with the lions game, let's talk about that. That was, that was a interesting game, boy. Uh, you want to talk about, so I th- I thought this in the Saints game, I, and I and I actually tweeted it. It was like, wow, games like this are really exciting when your team isn't the one on the field, right? And if if I could remove myself from it, the Lions game was actually really fun football to watch, even though it ended in a tie. It, it, it was, and it was really the tale of. I thought the Lions. You have Arizona with this, you know, this new offense that's supposed to be secretive, and Kyler Murray, and, and they're going to unveil this. And the Lions really for three quarters were. I mean, they didn't do anything on offense. I think the Lions were controlling the game. And uh, and then, you know, the fourth quarter and, and Cardinals started to move the ball. And obviously the Lions had a chance to win the game. Um, you have the timeout situation. It's easy to second guess sure. in those situations. Yeah. You know, if they had thrown the incomplete pass and, and, and Matt had called the timeout and then they convert after the timeout, we're not talking about it. So it ends up being that, that decision's a no-win decision unless you make – and then that's the deal. Um, but it was exciting, and then it goes to overtime, and, and both teams went back and forth, and, and uh, it definitely was a fun game to watch. Isn't Matt Prater amazing? I mean, this guy yeah. is like 146 years old, and he's just booting that ball like crazy. Unbelievable. That he's still, you, look at the, you look at those guys and those kickers. Um, other, than, other than really Tom Brady, kickers are the other guys that can play into their 40s and, and be successful, and he's one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing. So let me – Ask you this a little bit something about the game, you know. Um, the, I, I and I like this. I'm not complaining. the The players were allowed to play throughout the course of the game. There was a lot of you know 
close hand combat <laughs> in the, in, in between the wide sure. receivers and corners. And uh, it was it was good. It was good to let him and see him play. I, I enjoyed that. And it's like, you know, this is being very consistently called. I, I, I like that. That's great football to me. That feels a lot more like the football that I used to play back in the day. Um, but the, there was the call and Trey Flowers, the the face mask, and that felt really, really ticky tacky. And that one again was pivotal at a, at a really important time as a third down, I believe, that uh, gave him an automatic first down. Um, when you see a shift like that, right? And this is something that's 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 it's it's difficult because as a fan, again, if I take myself out of being a Lions fan, I'm watching this game. It's really exciting, right? We can see a complete change in the flow of the game and the momentum and who's really in charge after sure. being dominated, right? You can see. I mean, there's a great story there. But in, in, as a fan, you're watching it. You're like, oh my god, the wheels are coming. As a Lions fan, especially, you're like, oh, here go the wheels again, right? You're just watching this meltdown happen for the the umpteenth time. But as an official, because look, they they have to enjoy football too, right? I mean, I can't imagine the officials hate their job. And when you see something like that, it, it seems like it'd be hard not to get caught up in the emotion of it, even just as like like when I was watching the Saints game and, and thinking what a great game it was. It had no horse in the race, right? It was just really fun to watch. Do they sometimes get caught up in that momentum? Do you think that ever kind of affects how they're making their calls, how they're addressing some of these things in the game? Or, it, I mean, I know they're professionals, right? But I, I'm maybe I'm the, like the, the the dog in in up, right? The squirrel kind of a thing, and and, and I whatever. I get distracted at work too. I can't imagine that they don't. But what do you think? It's, Where you're at? It's it's hard to sit here and say that you know human nature isn't going to kick in at some point, and and that there's you know they're it's an exciting game. It's emotional. And that somehow, some way that isn't going to factor into what they do. Now, now we, you know, when I was at the league office, you try to weed those people out, the people that are going to be affected by the, the guys the with the foam fingers. When they come in. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and as officials go up through the ranks and they get to major college and they get to the NFL, they get really good at taking the emotion out of it and focusing on what they need to focus. And you look at, you'll track things like, officials making calls, you know, home and away breakdowns. You know, do you have an official that is calling significantly more calls for the home team versus the away team? Even the officials that are on the sideline, when they're on the Lions sideline, are they more likely to make a call in favor of the Lions versus the visiting teams or the other teams um, sideline? So these are things that the league looks at and tries to monitor to make sure that there aren't any outliers and red flags that need to be addressed because you are looking at, when you're looking at officials, you're looking at their judgment, their physical ability, but also their composure and their ability to block out all the other outside noise and not be impacted by the emotion and the crowd and things like that. I, but I, to sit here and say it's never a factor, I can't say that, but I know there are controls in place and, uh, and to hopefully mitigate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it feels like the Naked Gun episode where uh, Leslie Nielsen was doing the umping in the in the in the baseball game. I feel like that would be me at a football game. Had I got the job, right? Let's go, come on, go. I just would get sure, too, too yeah. involved. It's just too much fun. So, all right. Well, that's great, man. Anything else? Um, what are we looking for for next week? Any anything exciting coming on your podcast? I'm uh, sure there so is. next week, you know, we'll 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 break down week two. Um, we'll hopefully, I think we're gonna have a pretty cool guest. I'll. I'll I'll throw that out on social media. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to do, we'll break down Saturday and Sunday. There was a lot, we didn't really hit a lot of college football this, this episode because there was so much NFL stuff right. and so we want to hit on college football and talk about some of the things that are happening, uh, you know, in that game. 
and uh, and so again, and, and I think we'll we'll probably you know we'll probably touch on some other you know I was thinking today I was in I was in an elevator and I was thinking of elevator etiquette. So what are the rules around? Because you know, I'm a guy that I I kind of like. I like when I'm in the elevator and I people are walking toward the elevator. I kind of like when the doors close on them. Yeah, you know, yeah. well, you know how how far is it? Is it what's That's, the proper yeah. protocol to, to to save them or to let it? You know, when when is it legal to let the doors close? Right, anytime you can get them closed. Right? That's <laughs> how I feel. I lay on that closed door button. I hope or I'll act like I'm I'm hitting the open button, yeah, but yeah. I'm really oh oh. You know, okay. So I'll tell you one other thing about elevator etiquette and you can, you can use it or not, but I saw a study on this and I now want to try it so bad when people, if you get on the elevator and you face the back of the elevator in an elevator, uh -huh. people get super, super uncomfortable. Like, cause Freaked it's out. such, yeah, yeah. Cause it's such a breach of, of protocol. Yeah. Right. Um, I've, I've wanted to try that. And of course the, the one elevator I get into is at work all the time. And I'm sure the CEO will be in there the time I do it. And then yeah, exactly. the end of it, right? Like, but, weirdo. Basically. <laughs> That's the that's a way to win friends and influence people. So anyway, no, that uh, something to to it, maybe an experiment. Maybe you could do a, a an experiment, an audio or video experiment, and bring it on the show and see what, how people react to it. Because I think it would be fun. But I'm a jerk, so what do you know? <laughs> I am too. I when it comes to that stuff. All right. I'll see you at the elevator then, buddy. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thank you. Dean Blandino. Check him out. Good calls with Dean Blandino on all the great podcast aggregators, iHeartRadio, everything else. Dean, thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Chris, thanks. All right, remember, this show needs your involvement. Use the comments in the suburb to give your feedback. We love it when you give us your feedback. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon. Give us some love. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As much as, as little as a dollar a month will get you the Slack chat and all the other stuff. But please, please, you can feel free to donate more. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. And follow us on Twitter at D-E-T Lions podcast. D-E-T Lions podcast. It's the very best place to see Case. I left my pants in Arizona. Nice. Give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. Or pick up the old phonio and call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. It's the greatest way to get in. We'll get you on the show. And also go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All one word. DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can get in there and do our little thing in your ear holes automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.